Jay and Silent Bob Reboot is ready to beam directly onto your TV, desktop, or mobile through the streaming service of your choice. iTunes, Google Play, Amazon Prime, Vudu, and more. Or if you're all about adding a hard copy to your collection, grab it on Blu-ray or DVD. Better yet, snag a signed copy by Kev from jayandsilentbob.com. Rent or own Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Available now. This is Mark Evan Jackson from Everything. You're listening to NetHeads. System activate. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins. It's a tech podcast. Tech podcast. But we are a sh- ton cooler than your typical geek. You guys rock. And now, here's Will. Keep forgetting, I'm supposed to trigger the fade too. That's bad production design. Hey, everybody, welcome to another edition of NetHeads. My name's Will. Uh, if you want to take part in the program, blah, 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 blah. there's a reason why I always like Trent here. If you want to take part in the program, you can. One of many ways. One of them's Twitter. Uh, Trent's not here to tell you that, but it's hashtag NetHeads. Even though this isn't live, this is me uh, mucking about my studio. Uh, so why would you even put together something that is titled "Mucking About Your Studio"? Because that's all I've pretty much been doing for the past several weeks. I have literally just been trying to adjust things and fix things or find things. Uh, As a matter of fact, uh, this is actually going to get a little techie for once. Actually, it's going to get very techie. If you are a person that has subscribed to the YouTube channel and you you hit the bell to get notified when new videos go live, then um, you know about this uh, video right here, but the interesting thing about it is that we use some of our patronage dollars from Patreon. So all of the lovely people uh, that uh, like to support us via our Patreon page, such as uh, Bryce or uh, Sean Ryan, uh, Steve Ashton, uh, all of the people that contribute a little something and they get a little extra something uh, in their pockets for it, uh, by the way of uh, whatever benefit level they have uh, chosen. Um, all of you help support the show and you, uh, just want to let you know where your money is gone. Both my co-host Trent and I now have cam link 4Ks, so we can use real cameras in our studios when we're shooting video. Uh, and what that may mean in the long run will be an adjustment on Trent's side because he may end up, um, also recording his footage on his end, and we may end up putting things together into a better um, video stream, unless the uh, the picture we get from his side comes across nice and clean, at which point then it won't matter, uh, because then uh, the end product will still just be wonderful, because you'll see great high-quality cameras on either end. But the only problem is when Trent comes into the studio, he's streamed to me, so uh, that's how we end up seeing him. So... Uh, we'll, we'll see there, but you know, in the meantime, it just means that on either side of the, uh, streaming product, you're now going to at least see one better image, I guess. Um, even though I'm using an HD, uh, Sony Handycam of all things, uh, here in the studio to hook up to it, but it's an actual HD camera and it does the majority of the heavy lifting and putting together a good quality image before, uh, it gets out to the internet per se. 
And uh, and that way, then it's a lot less work on the computer to get it done. And it's a lot, uh, you know, there's a lot more hardware that goes into something you actually shoot video with instead of a little tiny camera that just sits on top of your monitor. So we've upgraded those. So thank you very much for all of our patrons, for all of uh, your patronage uh, over the past uh, couple of uh, months and years, because now we've been able to put that money to good use towards upgrades, just as we promised we would. So now I've got this, a nice Sony Handycam hooked up to my computer, able to capture the footage. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens when we're streaming high quality in and trying to stream high quality out at the same time, considering we're just uh, little guys. Uh, but I, even even that, it's very easy to use. I got to tell you guys that. It comes with just a little, it looks like a, a bigger uh, USB thumb drive type of thing, and you just plug your HDMI camera into it. Uh, I did, when I first hooked it up, I did have an issue where it wasn't actually loading. It was like flickering. So the Pop up, try and load, fall down, pop up, try and load, fall down, pop up, try and load, fall down, that kind of thing. If I looked at it in the device manager on a Windows 10 machine, um, it uh, it would appear for a brief moment, uh, and then just the cam link itself would appear, and then it would go away. Uh, and I even went as far as calling tech support, figuring it can't be as easy as just restarting the machine, and I should have just restarted it before I called. Oh, well. Now, this isn't the only Elgato product that we've got in, in the house, uh, but it is obviously working fine now. I, I did eliminate it. came with a USB extender and that device. I was using the USB extender. I then eliminated it after the restart. So it's really impossible to tell what the issue may have been unless I just want to hook that up again. Uh, but it is the second Elgato product that is in the studio. I've also got the Stream Deck, so that way I can do all of the wonderful... Um, switching that I do back and forth, you know, like if I wanted to go back to the show number right now, there we are. You want to come back to me? There I am. And I can just press a button. That way, when I go to do things like load um, sounds, I can still use my keyboard for that, and I can use the Elgato Stream Deck for doing the camera switching. So I don't really need to worry about where I'm at, unless I'm pulling something up to take a gander at, like Twitter or what have you. That I, I don't have. And technically speaking, right now, I could probably also use another Stream Deck over on the left-hand side on that computer as well and just use it to play sounds, considering the number of sounds that I play back during uh, any one of our live programs. It doesn't really matter. Uh, I could probably get away with just the 3 by 4 so 12 buttons. 12 sounds, yeah, I could definitely do that. Maybe a little planning in advance. Uh, but other than that, obviously it works great, uh, and uh, it's working just fine along the Elgato Stream Deck. Uh, so far, really happy with the results, like the picture quality. You know, I think the only shortcoming I've got is I've got a very directional rectangular light, and I don't know if a circular light would do any good. Um, uh, but I do like, the one thing I don't like about circular lights, uh, and I don't know if you've noticed whether you've been watching YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, or what have you. Uh, whenever somebody is using a circular LED or a halo light, I don't know what they're called, uh, and that is, you know, around the lens of the device, then when the person is talking camera, around the insides of their eyes, you can always see that white ring. It's a little bit of a giveaway, uh, and I don't like it. I don't like when you can spot the lighting, even though in here you can. With me, it's it's like a twinkle in my eye instead of an actual, uh, you know, ring or, or, or like a big flash on my lens. I'm sure if I move my lens, there we go. Yeah, that's, that's all video talk though, which is great for the podcast people. Now I did have another uh, problem that I had to solve as well. 
that I've been working on here in the studio. And it wasn't uh, the desk. I've obviously replaced that. That went fine. But it was a, a callback to a project that I haven't touched since mm, January of 2018. So that's almost two years now um, since I, I touched because obviously I, I fiddled with it here and there. But, you know, obviously... Okay, it is two years. I, I should make that clear. I'm not an idiot. Uh, but I, I had a situation where I had an old machine that had died, very similar to part of the reason why we haven't seen uh, Trent and why there hasn't been anything going on. Trent has been upgrading his home computer, and I'm sure we will hear about more about that on, on further installments of NetHeads. But I myself had a dead computer. Now, I don't know about you guys, but when you run into a dead computer and then you need data off of it, it can tend to be kind of a pain. Um, obviously, I've got hard drives here that I had to get information off of, but I, I wasn't sure exactly how I was going to do that. Uh, back in the day, I used to have a USB cable the rig that I could put together and I could hook up any hard drive via USB to a computer. Even though there are certain limitations, depending on the age of the device, and the size of the hard drive. For example, some of them can't exceed two terabytes of data. Uh, so you're not going to get all of the information potentially that's on the drive. Or my other concern is, well, what if the drive is one that has been uh, formatted in a manner to where it has like two, it's been segmented into two different drives within the one drive. Uh, would that be able to load via that? And, you know, typically I don't, I, you know, I, I do a lot of least I used to. I used to do a lot of backing up, like to these little uh, portable uh, two and a half inch, three inch drives to easily be able to not only carry information with me, but it's a quick, convenient backup. Uh, and, you know, you can take things with you, small and easy to hook up, doesn't need an external power source. So many benefits to those. Uh, but I still had the situation where Actually, I think it was in 2019. I had a network uh, drive that I was using for my backups. It died. And when it died, it took a lot of information with it. Uh, thankfully, uh, like I said, I do a lot of backing up. So I had that hard drive, and then I had another hard drive hooked up to a computer that I had shared. So I did a bunch of hunting, and I still wasn't finding exactly what I wanted. So then I tried hooking up the cabling solution that I had. So it's a USB dock or cradle, if you will. Well, no, it's not even, it's neither of those. It's just a series of ports and you can plug different cables you need into it. You can even provide power to a hard drive if you need to. Uh, but when I hooked up the hard drive from the dead computer to it, because I'm not going to get a new computer, right? Or try and rebuild that one just to get what's at the hard drive. That's too much of an expense. You know, why would you spend well in excess of $200 plus in order to just read a hard drive. That's nonsense. Granted, you'd have another working computer now, but I'm okay in that realm. You know, I'm sitting here with five monitors uh, facing against me right now. Com number of computers aren't such an issue. I've got laptops docked over to the left here. You know, it's if I were to turn the camera around, which thankfully I can't conveniently because it's, it's mounted, uh, I would... Uh, probably have a lot of people's heads shaking. Why do you have so much stuff? And I only say that because I know my own wife says, why do you need all of this? And it's like, well, I'm doing so many different things in this one space that it makes perfect sense uh, for me to have this many monitors, to me, to have this many active computers, to me. It doesn't probably make sense to anyone else. But anyhow, I had to get the information off of the hard drive. 
uh, for a project that I actually need to work on a little bit more a little later today. I'm not going to do it now. I'm recording a useless podcast right now, and then I'm going to go into the kitchen and empty dishes because that is what you do when you're when you're on the internet or you're a podcaster or anything else because regular life always calls. Uh, so what was my solution? I had hooked up that uh, cabling uh, rig that I had, but I wasn't seeing, I, I suspected that the hard drive had two segments on it. So it had been segmented out as two different hard drives. So I was expecting to see more information there and I wasn't. So then I, kid you not, I was really seriously considering getting into the realm of, of spending well over that amount of money in order to just get it data on a hard drive. But then I figured, you know what, why don't we just see what the world has waiting for us now? Because now we've got USB three, uh, buses and you've got fast data speeds and you've probably got equipment that has been built sooner than the last, uh, five to seven years. Will. Why don't you see what else is out there? And I looked at a lot of things. I looked at a lot of similar cabling rigs and what I ended up coming down to, because I was just looking on a return on investment. I needed to get at this information and I wanted to spend as little as possible. And what I ended up settling on was the Wavelink Communicator C2 USB 3 single bay docking station. And this uh, bad boy here, it kind of checks all the boxes. Uh, it, it, it does break the one cardinal rule I have, which is it tries to do too much at once because it not only has the uh, ability for you to plug in either a two and a half inch or a three and a half inch uh, SA, I, I say SATA drive, SATA uh, hard drive or solid state drive. You could plug those into it, which all of these hard drives were none of them were the uh the older school i don't think yeah that's a sata drive this one's a sata drive but you know the old like 25 pin cradles or whatever they were the big ide ide ones um not that case uh, but it also does have ports on it for uh sd and micro sd card readers plus two additional usb ports so if this is something you were always leaving hooked up to your computer it would give you the ability to have a like a media docking station while also being able to occasionally, if you needed to, swap out hard drives, which I'm like, okay, that seems like a really fair trade-off. And I think it was only something like $11. So if it's 11 or 17 bucks and it can accomplish that, I'll take a look at it. And sure enough, I did. I hooked it up, went up nice and easy, no blinking, no intermittent like I had with the Camlink 4K. Uh, everything uh, seemed to pop up accordingly. I tested the card readers. Wow, those sure did work. And then I went ahead and I decided, all right, let's put the hard drive in. And I docked it, saw the exact same goddamn information I saw before. So that was a bust. So then it was uh, playing a game of, of, of word search and finding the right word while searching hard drives to key in on where my data was. And I ended up uh, finding it both on this hard drive. It wasn't actually fractured the way I thought it was or segmented. And uh, then finding it on that other computer hooked up backup that I had. So turns out I had my data. I hadn't lost it, which is good. Gotta love that. Uh, and as a matter of fact, I'm almost embarrassed to say this. The, uh, the Microsoft, uh, one point cloud-based storage may have saved my biscuits here. I may have enabled it just to toy with it. Hadn't realized it. And it was there when I was searching the hard drive, I found the one drive uh, share within there. And then I saw what it had, uh, cataloged and I'm like, son of a gun, there it is. So 
I, I can't believe uh, uh, a Microsoft product actually saved my life uh, in in at least this instance. Uh, but you know, this all just kind of gets down to good backup uh, procedures as well. Having an ability in order to uh, adequately back up your having the ability to back up your data is, is uh, nowadays it's I'd say it's almost paramount, and you have to have almost sort of redundant solutions. I think given the lackadaisical approach we already have to it. Now, a lot of people uh, that have Mac-based products, they're already taking advantage of Apple's cloud-based storage. Uh, so uh, I know on some of my Macs, I'm doing that. I also do have one hard drive hooked up to my network now that is, uh, it gives me the ability to do time machine backups for my Macs as well. So those are all taken care of. It's the PC realm that I always get scared about. So I've got a network uh, share that I've said that drive actually died. So I got a replacement hard drive and I was able to increase the speed to go into there. Uh, but then again, also, whenever I do decommission a computer, I try to do a backup there. And then I also try to use one of those same portable drives you saw me pull up before, uh, you know, the hard drive or notebook uh, portable hard drives easy stores by uh, Western Digital and the like. Uh, sometimes, even though now you can almost get a 256 gig uh, thumb drive as well in solid state and back up to that for a lot of your documents. Uh, but I like to capture entire hard drives when I'm doing any type of decommissioning or, or bringing something back. So uh, in that case, I, I, I got off lucky in this case and now I do have uh, those backups still archived, and I still have the network drive engaged. So, you know, <coughs> excuse me, there is a solution in place, and I'm not going to lose anything. Uh, and uh, hopefully I can continue doing that. Uh, and, and that's really kind of all I wanted to talk about today. <laughs> that's that's all I really had to say. I There's not much else going on other than uh, Trent did go this past week to the Reboot Road Show in Salt Lake City, so we'll be able to hear about that. Uh, we're going to hear about his rebuild, I hope, on the next uh, installment. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me, and that's it for now. I now need to sign off to get some homework done, or housework done, not homework. I don't have homework, uh, even though it is my work in the home, so technically it is homework. Uh, then after uh, that, I have got to work on a digital, um, it's a touchscreen-based uh, app. And, and uh, the fun thing about that is that I'm actually installing it and testing it out on a stick PC. Man, this is seriously getting nerdy. Uh, in this case, I'm using an Azul. This one's their older model, the Quantum Access Fanless Windows Mini PC Stick. And uh, this thing is going to be running a, a touchscreen-based kiosk on a 42-inch screen. Uh, it's a it's a virtual, um, what are those things called? Uh, and then, it, it's a hall. Uh, why can't I remember what this? Oh, a hall of fame. There we go. It's like a digital hall of fame type of thing. And as long as this solution works, it's going to be really cool because it will, uh, in the future, allow me with everything I've got here, uh, in order to inexpensively and compactly set up uh, touchscreen options uh, in multi weather conditions. And that's really all I can say about that. So I'm, I'm kind of excited to get some work in on that today. Now that I found the data, because the data is key. 
Anyway, that's it uh, for today, guys. Uh, hopefully more of us coming soon. Again, thank you to uh, our supporters on Patreon. Uh, obviously, you're the first ones that are seeing this and you're the first ones that are hearing this and because you are now always first and foremost in our mind and in our hearts. Uh, until next time, folks, uh, my name is Will and we'll be back. Um, when will we be back? Uh, we'll be back soon. You've got to throw some cold water on this situation. Nope. Start talking about nerd stuff. You know, nerd culture is mainstream. Try it again, Will. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker. Signing off. I know, right? But stop being a little Nancy and deal with it. NetHeads. 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 We'll be back soon. Goodbye. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com. Just had to hit one damn button correctly. Just one. And I couldn't even do that. Dang it.